Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? It's March. Who'd have thunk it? The world is going to hell in a handbasket more so. But still, we've got some hockey. We've got some hockey. Um, we've got some Black Bears. They had a uh, three-game set up in western Pennsylvania. We'll talk to them. Team Maryland had their last road game of the regular season this week. And the Stevenson men and women's squad were in the UCHC playoffs. But uh, we got some ECHA playoffs to talk about. And we'll start with the Naval Academy men's squad as they were in the ECHA playoffs. Um, as uh, they got a bye in the first round as they won the regular season tournament. Or regular season trophy, rather. And then they got a bye into the semifinal round, which they took on Westchester at the uh, McMullen Ice Arena at the Brigade Sport Complex. Um, a heck of a game in this one. Uh, the Naval Academy gets off to, uh, you know, they get a little bit of offense going, a little feeling out period. Westchester starts to strike towards the end of the frame there. Uh, but uh, Navy opens the scoring with just about two minutes left, 2-16, or 2-18, uh, rather, left in the first period. Uh, Thomas Kristinich with a laser from the top of the circles gets past uh, the Westchester keeper, Chad Zimmerman, and it's one nothing on Kristinich's sixth of the year. Nick Allen with his 15th assist, and Brendan Reynolds, the captain, with his 12th assist of the season. That puts Navy up sitting good in the neighborhood as uh, they're up one nothing in the uh, after one. Second period, though, Westchester would strike Joey Kuba, uh, Kubaka on the power play. Navy get into a little penalty trouble in the second frame. Uh, they uh, they get bit on it on the first or on the second power play of the game for Westchester. It's tied up at one on uh, Kubaka's 14th goal of the season. Navy kind of took offense uh, the other way though. They were a little bit more dominant in the offensive zone, got in, getting a lot more chances off. But nothing to show for it in the second and in the third period. A lot of, uh, a lot of, I wouldn't say safe play. I would say a little bit more smart play. Not letting things get too out of hand. Shots tallied at eight apiece, but no goal scoring there. So we go to free hockey in Annapolis on a Friday night, or on a Saturday night rather. And uh, Saturday night's all right for a quick night, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let the 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 history fool you. You can get it done in and out, boom, you're out of there. And that's what uh, that's what Navy did. 19 seconds in. It, almost if you couldn't get to your seat in time, you'd have missed it. Nathan Hyden takes it around the net from the wing, takes it, uh, takes a Michael Rockovich pass, picks it up, goes around the net, and I believe banks it off Zimmerman's back and in the net. It all counts. Doesn't matter how. It matters how many. And Navy gets the 2-1 to victory on Hyden's 13th of the year. Rokovich, his 22nd assist of the season. OT magic happening. And, uh, man, they get to the final. Uh, Chaz Doherty, he had a hell of a game in him as well. He potted a, uh, a nice little 25-save uh, victory in this one. But, unfortunately, for some reason, one way or t'other, the uh, Naval Academy did not get to stay home for their championship game, despite the fact that they are the number one seed. They go up to the Igloo up in Joyzee. They take on William Patterson, who themselves had an overtime game, a much longer overtime game 
against Villanova. So both teams uh, playing a little extra hockey on Saturday night, coming in Sunday afternoon, a little bit worse for wear. But you wouldn't have told it from Navy. Navy was on the offensive a lot in the first period. They got out on top of William Patterson, uh, 14-7 the shots, and they got two goals in quick succession in the second half of the frame. Evan Adams on a wonderful pass uh, by Nathan Hyden. Hyden was in the corner, kind of weaves out of the corner untouched, finds Adams on the side of the net, tap in goal for his seventh of the year. Hyden gets his 10th assist. Rokovic, his 23rd assist on that one. And then uh, just two minutes and 14 seconds later, Hyden gets it on the goal, scoring his 14th of the year on a great play by Porter Mer uh, Merkel with a great pinch at the line. Comes in deep, plays, anticipates the, the puck, perfectly able to go down he finds Hyden in the slot 14th goal of the season for Hyden Markle his seventh assist Evan Adams gets his 13th assist of the season and uh Navy up two to nothing after one penalties uh starting to get to the uh, Naval Academy in the start of the second period that's where the uh William Patterson gets their first goal of the game Austin Teets his 21st of the season on the power play uh, cuts the lead to one, and then just after the halfway point, Adam Marvin, his 25th of the year for William Patterson, ties the game up. Navy get a little a little bit uh, more offensive in this one. They were uh, able to, you know, kind of keep that pace in the first period, but then the third period, William Patterson all over Navy offense in the offensive zone. Uh, Navy did get a couple shots off, but nothing to show for it. Neither did William Patterson, Chaz Doherty, and again in net. Uh, with a, a bus ride, not letting anything shake him. Uh, goes to overtime once again, and uh, this time a little bit longer. A minute 23 in is what happened on this one, and uh, just a scram mad scramble in front. Nick Allen gets a stick on it. I, I can't tell uh, from, from, like, the, from the camera angle. Uh, that was, uh, you know, camera angle down at one end. You can only see so much, but... Luckily, the uh, the wonderful photographer for Navy hockey, Tim Shahan, with a great picture of it just deflecting off a of William Patterson defender's skate up over the goalie, and it's in the net. Navy wins the ECHC playoffs. They get two trophies that way, and they take it two, uh, three to two in overtime. Doherty with a 24-save effort in this one as Navy breaks off a 12-game win streak to end the season. They haven't lost since December. Uh, so they are doing the dang thing out there and just in time for uh, the good old uh, natties happening. March 10th, when it all starts, Navy will have the first game. They will take on Pittsburgh. And these two have faced each other before. It was in October, I do believe. Navy had a bit of a depleted roster in that one. Uh, they will be at full strength on this. Navy lost 7-4 and 4-0 in that. And like I said, a lot of uh, mids were very much out of that game. If you looked at the roster sheet, it was about uh, uh, almost double on the Pittsburgh side what they have. But riding a big 12-game win streak, big mo in your uh, in your sights, and... 20th ranked, the last possible team in the Nationals ranked. So this team, Navy's playing with house money at this point. They have a lot to prove, and even if they get good old one win, it'll be tremendous uh, in this one. But, hey, more, more wins, more gooder. So start with one, 
go from there. They will take on the uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers Thursday, uh, 3-10. All games are on Hockey TV. Really cool to see all the national games, D1, D2, I believe D3, and women's D1 and 2 will be on board there. I should also mention the ECHA playoff MVP, Nick Aoun, who, again, clutch Johnny on the spot, play has had a hell of a second half of the season, and that also uh, garnered him some recognition this week as Nick Allen was named first-team all-conference in the ECHA. Uh, Very awesome for him to get that accomplishment. Hard work paying off in this one. So uh, shout-out to him in in this one. Also, Brendan Reynolds, first-team all-conference, the captain of the Naval Academy. He gets himself uh, a nice little recognition for his troubles as well. Not to mention John Mullen getting second-team all-conference honors. For the Naval Academy in the ECHA and Chaz Doherty with a uh, a nice little recognition as well. So uh, shout out to all those guys. Let's get things going in this one. 310 is where we're looking at here. As uh, yeah, the uh, the the lustra should be popping on the way to St. Louis, Missouri, and we can only hope that uh, we'll have a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of the bubbly as we can go ahead and celebrate a championship after it is all said and done. So we will get things a-rockin' and rollin'. For the women's side of things, uh, they are waiting. They, uh, the Navy, Navy women are waiting. They were named uh, first in the Southeastern Division when all was said and done. Obviously, you win the championship of the uh, DVCHC over the team that you beat twice and gave their only losses to. You got And you're a one-loss team. You got to... Take that first. So now they're waiting for the ranking for the Nationals, which will take place the 15th. So when the men's Nationals, the last day of the men's Nationals for D1 is the first day of the women's D2 Nationals, all in St. Louis. So uh, also on my hockey TV. That'll go through March 19th. Uh, also, the end of the year rankings, uh, Loyola ranked ninth in the Southeast Division. Towson surprisingly 12th. Hopscotching Maryland, who is 13th in this one. So the final rankings for your Maryland teams go as such. Navy at number one, Loyola nine, Towson 12, and Maryland 13th. So congratulations to all those schools. We will be obviously following Navy's men and women as they get ready for nationals uh, coming up here, not only on this show, but also on clutchandcrabhockey.com. I'm sure there will be some stuff there if I just get off the schneid and actually do it. Then uh, here we go. Then uh, it's on me now, kids. It's on me now. The Maryland Black Bears went up to uh, western Pennsylvania. Almost didn't make it. A little bit of an ice storm almost delayed the happenings there, but they were up there to get in uh, in time for a Thursday, Friday, Saturday set. And, uh, boy, it was, a, uh, it was an adventurous game uh, these past few weekends, uh, especially Friday's game was something else. Uh, Maryland got into a little bit of penalty trouble to start off with. That might be a theme. Uh, mark that in your books, what, what we have here. Uh, the uh, They were able to kill it off, keeping Johnstown to the outside, really limited the chances on the power play, which was uh, pretty good. Try to sustain momentum, playing well 5-on-5 five five when, when you look at it from a broader scope. They played well 5-on-5, five five, got some offensive zone chances, but, uh, you know, somehow, some way, with a cycle of the puck and just missed assignment. Uh, Stephen Kierkostas puts one home for Johnstown, putting up one nothing. Um, just kind of left alone, and Michael Morelli not too much to do 
on that one. But two minutes later, Brad McNeil getting his seventh of the season. Uh, a wonderful play by Brandon Piku, being able to win the battle in the corner, fish it out for uh, for Brad McNeil, his seventh of the season. Piku, 28th assist. Vlad Pulagashko, his sixth assist of the season. And just before the frame ended, uh, issues, 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 issues. Uh, Morelli was sharp when he was called upon. There was a lot of defensive zone issues, and, and I think Morelli was as sharp as he could be when tested, and it was kind of often. But four seconds left, turnover. Braden Ford with the uh, one-timer uh, puts it past Morelli. 2-1 with four seconds remaining, and that's how they went into the intermission. Things did not get any better for Maryland. They had a couple chances on the power play, could not even the game, and then despite solid puck movement, for the whole deal, a uh, shift in balance as uh, Jack uh, Jake Black redirects a shot, a slap pass, getting past Morelli. Not really much uh, he could do about it. Um, three to one, the lead in that one. Another power play for Maryland could not do much. Could not do a lot of zone entry. Could not sustain anything up there. The Johnstown just stacked the blue line, and they wouldn't let anybody in. And uh, next thing you know, post power play. Ah, uh, transition game. Johnny Yulicki <sighs> draws the defense to him. Kirkostas wide open. Tap in. Four to one. Third period it was all Johnstown. Morelli was sharp in this one. Had to stop all 13 of the shots. Uh, keeping the score four to one. A solid chance on a diving play uh, from Ryan Bottrell. Uh, shorthanded. Again, penalties being an issue. Uh, almost got a shorthanded goal to cut the lead. Did not happen. Couldn't get past Matt O'Donnell. Uh, but nothing doing for the Black Bears. They dropped the first game 4-1. to one. Friday night, the 45th anniversary of Slapshot, which was filmed at the War Memorial there. The dog was there. Chrysler plant shutting down. What are they going to do? Anyway, uh, Black Bears had to get aggressive out there first, but penalties. Not a good time. Not a good time for anybody involved in this one because penalties, oy vey. Nine power plays given up, what the Maryland Black Bears did this week. That's not good. That is not a recipe for success. So something to lurk on in terms of discipline. Still, um, Johnstown strikes first. Johnny Yalicki gets behind the defense, slips it past Luca DePasco for the one nothing lead. But a short-term lead it was as Maryland, 41 seconds later, Miles Gunty gets his ninth of the year on a great slap pass by Kevin Scott. Just knowing, just having that recognition, having that vision, finding Gunty and Gunty having the wherewithal to keep his stick on the ice like you should and pots it in for his ninth of the season in that one. That was uh, Kevin Scott's ninth assist and Jacob Brockman, his 13th assist on the year. A bit of an odd play, a bit of a, a hey, the bounces are going our way kind of play. As Kevin Scott, on a dumping, just hits the 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 boards or the glass just right slips by a a unsuspecting Matt O'Donnell two to one and seventh of the year for Scott and probably his longest goal of the season Polagashko gets his seventh assist of the year Maryland kept on fueling they took that luck and they ran with it on that one kids uh, just a uh, just with about five minutes left in the frame frame. Jack Blanchett pots his ninth of the season, just wiring one home. Uh, a nice pass from Laker Aldrich just puts it past O'Donnell. Two-goal lead, 
for the Maryland Black Bears. But then the power play, the power play struggles, they begin in this one, or the penalty kill struggles begin in this one. Jake Black gets his 31st of the season on the power play, just, you know, deflection off a skate in front. Next thing you know, voila, um, it's in the net. First power play goal of the night for Johnstown. 3-2 to two going into the break. Maryland got back to the offense, and they would hit hard, controlling the pace for most of the period. And then 534, or 5.31 in, two-goal lead restored. Jacob Brockman, who has been tremendous here, got a lot of time and space, fired at home for his 12th of the season. Miles Gunty, his 7th assist. Aiden McDowell, his 7th assist as well. Not to be outdone, Maryland increases the lead to 3 as a Jack Blanchett shot gets tipped by Jesse Horacek in a slew of people for Horacek's fifth of the season. Blanchett, his ninth assist. Piku, his 29th assist. And uh, there we go. We got ourselves a three-goal lead, 5-2, to two, going into the break. Uh, third period, more penalties for Maryland. They get one, two, three, four penalties in the frame. Eight minutes of a 20-minute frame all in the penalties. And one of them, the Tomahawks made short work of it. That was the first one as Sean Ramsey pots home a uh, power play goal, the second of the night in this one. Rebound at the side of the net, putting it home. Not much for DePasco to do, but uh, just watch watch it happen. His 13th of the season for Ramsey. Maryland then gets a penalty after that on a uh, tripping call against Johnstown. Then Tyler Young takes control, pots it home, eighth of the year. Everyone in Johnstown loves it and telling him he's number one. Uh, 438 in the frame. Brad McNeil, his 18th assist. Jacob Brockman, his 14th assist in that one, giving Maryland a 6-3 lead. All, all leads are fleeting, especially when you're giving up a lot, when you're taking a lot of penalties in this one. Uh, three straight penalties called towards the end of the game. Second of those uh, penalties, Stephen Kierkostas getting a rebound off the end board, shoveling it into the net. A very wacky bounce off the board. Wacky bounces on Saturday night or on Friday night. It was a bounce house in there, but Kier Costas pots it home for his 18th of the season on the power play. And then with uh, seven or 6.20 remaining in the game, Jake Black gets his 32nd of the year. Loose puck in and around the crease, puts it by DePasco, 6-5, to five, but Maryland able to hold off even with the extra attacker. They get a win, uh, and they will uh, take it home. DePasco, 35 saves in the, uh, in the win uh, in this one, so uh, Black Bears uh, doing their dang thing in this. I should uh, mention Michael Morelli, 24 saves in Thursday night's affair. And then, oh, what can you say about Saturday aside from heartbreak? A lot more discipline for Maryland in this one. Only giving up two power plays. And really aggressive in that first period. Like, super aggressive. They took the momentum and kind of fueled that thing of the almost getting walloped that, uh, that uh, you know, almost having a big collapse like they had in New Jersey a few weeks back. Uh, they get they get on this twelve to three were the shots offensively they were they had a lot of sustained time they were able to go ahead and just kind of have their way move the puck around getting shots on Dominic Wasik and uh, Wasik who came in with a with not a great goals against average or save percentage he was lights out in this one you know you get these rivalry games these guys are gonna play to their uh, they know about this whole pride thing they're gonna they're gonna play to their their best and he was that and. Of the three shots that Johnstown, you know, had, they scored on one of them. Braden Ford streaking down the wing. Potts home is seventh. Just squeaks by. Luca DePasco just couldn't squeeze it in time. And it's one nothing Johnstown on that. But Maryland gets a power play. 
late in the frame, and they do their best with it. Elliot LaRoe wires one home for his ninth of the season with uh, just under four minutes left. Jacob Brockman, 15th assist. Ryan Bottrell, his 37th assist on the season, ties the game at one going into the break. In this game, it was a interesting setup for uh, Clint Millimock as he had a 11 forwards and eight defensemen. Uh, that was due to uh, Aiden Brewich being out, uh, but rumor has it he could be back sooner rather than later. And also for uh, Saturday's affair, uh, Brandon Piku and Vlad Poligoshko were also injured, uh, listed as injured in this one. So uh, Coach Clint only had uh, eight defensemen a while, uh, wire in there. And hey, in on a back end of a three games and three nights, you're going to need a lot of defense. So that's a smart play in that one. That's a very smart play. Uh, even though circumstances kind of forced him to do that. Uh, a mad lad play, but I think a smart one in the end. Moving on to the second period, after I should have said that at the beginning. Uh, the second period, uh, Ryan Bottrell gets his 14th of the season, and that's his 51st point of the year, as he just had a uh, had, had, has had himself a year in this one. But uh, luckily, uh, Tyler Young uh, had a quick passing play, found Bottrell. Bottrell just tips it in. Uh, and there you go, Tyler Young with his uh, 12th assist of the year, Jesse Horchek, his 6th assist of the season. All was going well, then some controversy, as the British say, as Jake Black scores the goal. It was initially given to Frank Jenkins, uh, which is why I have in my write-up Frank Jenkins, so I'm going to have to go ahead and, and rectify that, I'm sure. But there was a, a bit of a nudge to Luca DePasco in the crease from Jake Black, who got credited with the goal. Didn't get pushed in, kind of stopped a little bit short, hit DePasco, kind of impeded his play. Referees talked about it, nothing doing there. Black gets his 33rd of the season. Uh, things were going uh, very interestingly in the third period. A lot of feeling out periods, some neutral zone play, some chances on both ends. And then with all with how great the defense was, uh, the eight-man front, how great it was, just one miscue. One miscue uh, told the game with uh, 144 remaining. Just a, a pass that just didn't have enough oomph on it. And Jacob Badal picks it up. Jake Black finds an opening. He pots his 34th of the year with 144 remaining. And you got to feel sick for him. you got to feel sick for this team as they were so close to just getting a point, getting to overtime. And still being in there, having a tie for second. Now they look at uh, third place right now uh, as uh, Maryland loses 3-2. to DePasco, 16 saves in um, in the defeat. And we look at it now, Maryland, like I said, in third place currently. Um, still on pace for their best season ever. So, I mean, there's that. But you want more. I mean, we were, we're getting to the nitty-gritty for Music City. Only 14 games remaining. In this season, Maryland is five points up on Jamestown, who has a game in hand. Uh, they are one point behind Johnstown, who has a game in hand. And they're eight points behind New Jersey. And New Jersey has one game in hand on Maryland in this one. So um, that's how it stands right now. Maryland now welcome the uh, Danbury Jr. Hattricks, who are having a rough go of it. They are O uh, for their last nine. And I'm not saying... This to panic. <clears throat> I am not saying this to panic. I am not saying this as as someone who's sounding the alarms, um, ringing the cowbells really loud, trying to get the chickens home to roost. 
Uh, these these two games are must wins. These two games for, I think, psyche could be must wins. This is a situation where you're you're facing a team who is on a nine game losing skid. You're facing a team who is uh, last in your division. These are must win, should win games. Hockey, nothing is given, nothing is guaranteed. I know that. I've seen this, and I've experienced it as well. But I think when you look at this, this weekend is going to be telling. If you put your foot on the gas, don't let up. Play smart. You know, play, play, play your game. Don't play down to the team. And go from there. So I'm not saying these are must-win games, but these are kind of must-win games as we get down to the last uh, part of the season here. So we'll see what all comes of it. 16 uh, games down in the second half, 14 to go. And we will be waiting with bated breath next week as uh, Maryland returns home. If you want to go to the game, tickets.marylandblackbears.com. Severn Bank Ticket Center for that. And uh, if you can't, myhockeytv.com. Let's go to Team Maryland. They had one game this week, and that's against the uh, New Jersey 87s, and that did not uh, did not go well for Team Maryland here as uh, they dropped this one 5-1. to one. Two goals in the first period. Maryland kind of holding them at bay. New Jersey taking the offensive uh, lead in this. Uh, it wasn't until 11-31 into the first period. Uh, Jason Atkinson, he pots one home for New Jersey. It's one nothing. Five minutes later, Matt uh, Anastasio with his uh, with a goal for himself, sixteen oh four into the frame makes it two to nothing. Second period, New Jersey just literally took all the offense out of Maryland. Sixteen to two were shots in the second period alone. I mean, you got to give it to Jackson Bernard, who was facing just a shelling. He was able to uh, withstand all that pressure and only give up a single goal, and that was late in the frame from Robbie Seawagon one of the more deadly players in the uh, EHL. Uh, he pots home the 3 nothing goal in that. 4.43 into the third period, Maryland playing a little bit better, but Peyton Jones putting New Jersey up 4 to nothing. Maryland kind of woke up after that. They're getting some offense going, trying to get something going, trying to trying to get a goal in there, and they get that 8.53. And Luke Richards, uh, even strength goal from Patrick Doyle, it's 4-1, to one, trying to build off that momentum. Nothing doing from that before uh, Matt Zandanowicz of uh, New Jersey scores with uh, 2.06 remaining in the game, and that's all she wrote, 5-1 to one the final. Jackson Bernard, 33 saves in the defeat. Maryland, Team Maryland, they got one more game left in the regular season. That is against Philadelphia today. If you can't get down there for the afternoon start, today is the day to go see them as they will be taking on the Philadelphia Little Flyers who had a game today. In which uh, today, in which they were uh, the aggressors in that, they win ten to five over Connecticut, and uh, Mar- Team Maryland's going to have a uh, uphill battle for themselves here. They are. Uh, it's a what do we got here? We got a twelve o'clock start at Piney Orchard. If you can go down there, great. If not, my hockey TV has it for you as uh, we get ready to look at the playoffs right now. And it's uh, it's almost hard to think about playoffs when uh, uh, when the issues going down like this, but team Maryland, as it stands fourth place in the division, they will take on the 87s in the playoffs. It looks like not the, not the best time to get a little bit, a little bit down. (laughs) I mean, uh, sure. This team has their best season on record, but uh, they've dropped uh, five games in seven of their last 10. 
Hopefully they can get a, a win over Philadelphia, put, put them in a tie for second place, or for third place, rather. And then hopefully they can uh, hope that ProTech uh, does not win out in this and that they'll be able to take on Philadelphia in a best of five or best of three matchup, I think is first round. But uh, got to get that all important win on Tuesday night and we will talk about it next week and also preview playoffs. I think playoffs, I don't know if they start next week or if they start immediately. Not entirely sure, but we will see what comes to fruition on that and we will report on here next week. Stevenson men were riding a high this week, uh, uh, this 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 uh, playoffs rather coming into playoffs they were uh, pretty 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 good winning nine of their last 10 as they took on Manhattanville in the quarterfinals uh, and uh, it did not get off to a great start uh, Manhattanville scored two goals uh, in a span of 14 seconds in the first part of the first period 345 and AJ Bella on the power play Pots at home, one to nothing, and then, like I said, a mere 14 seconds later, Raymond Spurbreaker pots home a goal to make it two to nothing in quick succession. Not a Stevenson game that we're often known for in this one. So uh, down quick, trying to fight back, but Manhattanville was just just seeing there just a little bit too much out shooting Stevenson 12 to three on Stevenson's home ice. In this one. And then with uh, 1.36 remaining, A.J. Bella gets his second of the game unassisted. And they go into the locker room down 3 to nothing. Stevenson does. No scoring in the second period. Stevenson kind of got a little offensive swagger back. Uh, just trying to pepper the net as much as they could. Uh, nothing doing in that frame for either side. Third period, though, a battle to the end again. Stevenson trying to get anything going, not being able to get one to get to the back of the net. And then with the goalie pulled with a, a minute thirty saw a minute twenty-three left, Josh Fletcher seals the deal, makes it four to nothing. Short-handed Frank Vitucci gets one uh for Stevenson to break out the shutout with uh with twenty-three seconds remaining. Liam McCanny, Malcolm Palmer on the assist, but it did not matter as four to one is how it'll go in. Uh Stevenson. Upset in the first round, 23 saves for Ryan Kenny in this one. And uh, you hate to see it, a team riding the wave that they did kind of get uh, just the brakes the brakes hit. Parking brake got engaged, and then there you go. Um, end of the season for them. They finished 18-7-1, 14-4 in conference. Uh, so... A lot to build off of, but still disappointing nonetheless. Uh, on the upside, however, in the grand scheme of things for player development, uh, you know, it's pretty pretty good for them as captain and uh, five, I think he's five-year Mustang, uh, Mr. Ryan Patrick signed a deal with the Peoria Riverman of the SPHL, the Southern Professional Hockey League, a long-standing minor league team out there in Peoria, Illinois, and uh Good, uh, good for him to get that recognition, and good for uh, you know Stevenson to have that kind of recognition on on the stage where minor league teams are like, yeah, I want to sign this kid. So, uh, fifth Mustang to sign a professional contract over the course of the the history of the team. So, congratulations to the Morgantown West Virginia native, re- leading all time points for the team with 87 and tied 
for assists with 63. Uh, so congratulations to him going forward in his career. Stevenson women also took on uh, the UCHA quarterfinals in the afternoon uh, last Wednesday. Yeah, last Wednesday. And they uh, they suffered a similar fate as uh, as the Manhattanville team comes in and beats Stevenson by a final of four to one in this one. Uh, it was a it was a hell of a battle in the first. Chatham was offensively uh, the aggressor in this, but Olivia Deguire was solid in that first period, only letting one in. With two seconds remaining, as Allie Nolan makes Manhattan or Chatham go up one to nothing in this one going into the break. But 20 seconds into the second period, Allison Corser James, who was uh, the only goal scorer in the second to last game these teams had about a month uh, at the beginning of the month, she had a hat trick for herself in the 3 2 victory. She gets her first goal uh, of the game in this one as uh, it is then two to nothing. It looks like. Uh, Chatham was just bookending goals in this one because it wasn't until seven seconds remaining when Allie Nolan gets one shorthanded to make it 3 nothing going into the break. Even though Stevenson and, and Chatham very evened up offensively, uh, Chatham goes into the break three up uh, up 3 to nothing. Chatham comes out in the third, and, and Stevenson really took the aggression in the third period. They had a little bit more offensive step. They had a little bit more of an offensive jump. But a uh, you know the power play was unable to stop the shorthanded attempts as Chatham gets their second shorthanded goal, 13:04 into the third period with Allison Corser James getting her second goal of the game, making it four to one. Uh, a minute and uh, 47 later, Caitlin Reed battling for Stevenson breaks up the shutout. Allie Gibson and T. Ferreira on the assist, but it was all for naught as that would be the game. Chatham wins 4-1, to one, eliminating Stevenson from the UCHC playoffs. Um, DeGuire making 29 saves in this one. Uh, the ladies, uh, they finish up with a 12-12-1 record, an 11-8-1 in conference. And this team really turned it around in the, uh, in the second half of the season. So you got you to gotta give them that, something to build off of, kind of like last year. We will see what uh, what players do return for a fifth year and what players return uh, and what players are incoming as well. So it should be an exciting thing for uh, Stevenson women's hockey as we uh, look towards the 2022-23 season. What about we get to some players? Huh? How about that? We get to that. Um, Sam Annis had, a, uh, had only a one-goal week as he scored on Thursday against the Bridgeport Islanders in a 5-3 Victory, four shots on goal for him. He registered 10 shots in the next two games, but nothing to show for it in that. Annis gets 40 points on the season, 12 goals, 28 assists in 49 games. Uh, for that second-half guy, we'll see how he progresses from there. Uh, Eric uh, Charpentier gets uh, two assists against Maine as uh, the Titans win on Friday night 7-2 big. Uh, two assists for him. That puts him at uh, 14 on the season. 15 points overall, including a goal uh, for himself. Matthew Danzinger gets a goal on Saturday night, uh, his uh, second of the year in a loss to Jamestown as uh, Jamestown just rolled 
Dan Barry in this one. That puts uh, Dan Zinger two goals, three assists for the big body defenseman out of Potomac, Maryland. Uh, so we will see what he brings to the table this weekend in Maryland. Patrick Giles enjoyed himself a nice uh, rivalry weekend against BU, registering a goal and assist in a split weekend for the uh, the Golden Eagles of Boston College. Stephen Holiday, two goals in a uh, win on uh, Saturday, Sunday against the uh, against the Youngstown Phantoms. It was I think it was Saturday. But he gets two goals there. That puts him at 35 on the season. 91, or uh, sorry, 25 on the season. 65 points on the year, and only 44 games for the uh, big left winger. Um, so shout out, shout out to him. Jarrett Rosberg checking in with a big week. Uh, I was remiss. I, I was. I, I. I'm ashamed for not mentioning it earlier, but he has been on a tear. Uh, last Sunday, got himself a goal and an assist against the San Jose Barracuda, then got himself uh, two assists in two games against the Iowa Wild, and then a goal and assist uh, this past Saturday against the Rockford Icehawks. So my man's been on a tear. Didn't get anything on Sunday, but a, uh, or, yeah, on Sunday, but a hell of a game for him, uh, a hell of a week for him, uh, getting six points in five games, goal, two goals and four assists. Uh, go with it. He has uh, cranked it up. Two goals, eight assists on the season in 44 games. Not too bad for a uh, kind of a stay-at-home defenseman type uh, for the uh, Texas Stars. Adam Varga getting back into the swing of things. He gets a goal in the game against his former team, the Mississauga Steelheads, uh, as he's playing for the 80, uh, the 67th right now, the Ottawa 67th. Four goals, seven, assi- uh, seven assists, and 11 uh, points for 26 games. For Varga, the Bel Air native, and in his overage year, we will see where this uh, this leads him in terms of where his career goes, uh, onward and upward from that. Aaron Randazzo had a rough go Friday night as the U.S. development team had their way with the Green Bay Gamblers, 11 to three, the final. Randazzo giving up eight goals in this one, only registering ten saves uh, for his troubles. That puts him at 11-14-2, uh, 349 goals against, 895 save percentage. Andrew Takis had the weekend off, did not play this past weekend as he was kind of uh, running there. He had uh, five straight appearances, gets the weekend off, um, so he will be refreshed for the Titans' playoff run. Uh, that could be a deep one depending on how well they play, and they've been playing very, very well as a cohesive unit. I'm not saying it's because they have three Maryland players on the team. I'm saying it's because they have three Maryland players on the team. Uh, we'll look at Matt uh, Matthew Peterson, Grand Valley State University, former Team Maryland and DeMatha product. He finished up his season 8-6-1 in the ACHA for 18 games, 378 goals against a 9, uh, 893 save percentage in his first year in the ACHA. So uh, well done to you, sir, in that first year, and here's hoping we get uh, more updates on you uh, going forward as well. And that'll do her. We'll, we're done. We're done here. No more to see. Uh, you guys have been great. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it more than you know. And we will be back again next week. The uh, Black Bears in action. Team Maryland preparing for the playoffs. And that's about it. We might do a a year in review for the Stevenson Mustang squads, uh, the D3 squads. We'll see what we're going on that uh, from there. But we are getting to the end of the year. We're getting to the last few uh, weeks of the season. So we will have to 
These will be shorter shows, which I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate because these ones that were going an hour, at least for me, kind of doing a monologue and, and then uh, having to edit and listening to my voice. I get tired of listening to my voice. God only knows what you people uh, feel about that. But thank you for listening anyway. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, clutchandcrabhockey.com, that's the website where things get put on there. For writings, uh, obviously, if you want to look at pictures, fa- facebook.com slash FOHS radio. Johnny P went to Johnstown this weekend for two of the games. Uh, so a fun time for that. Uh, all our social medias for this show, Chesapeake HW Pod, Facebook, Chesapeake HW Pod, Twitter. Uh, we don't have an Instagram. So there we go. You guys have a wonderful week. Happy March to you and yours. Be well, be safe, play that clutch and crab hockey, and I'll talk to you next time through. Peace.